Avade and welcome to the Chamber Member Spotlight Podcast, where we feature one of our small business members. As many of you are aware, small businesses are the backbone to any community. They provide much needed services and products, employ our residents, pay taxes, and give back to our community in a number of ways. We're so glad you joined us today. We know you will enjoy this podcast. My name is Catherine Castro, your host for the Chamber Member Spotlight Podcast. Let's get started, shall we? Our featured guest is a longtime Guam Chamber Member, Island Skin Spa, represented today by Chelsea Chester, the owner of Island Skin Spa. Chelsea, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to sit with you today and, you know, share your company with our community. So, um... What we wanted to do is maybe talk to us about sure. your small business. You know, many of us dream of owning our own small business. I know I do every once in a while. You know, I come across these great businesses and great ideas, uh, you know, for our island. So I wanted to ask you about, you know, how you got your business started. Sure. Um, so first of all, I moved to Guam for the first time about, um, it's hard to remember now, but at least maybe 18 years ago. And um, when I first got here, they didn't allow reciprocity for my business, which is um, esthetician cosmetology. So um, I wasn't able to do it that trip. And then when I moved back for the second time, they were doing the reciprocity where they would allow like your Florida license be transferred to Guam. So I came with a facial room set up basically and found a small business in Tumon where I rented a room for a few years. And then after doing that for, I think about three years, I just built up the clientele where I was working seven days a week 10 hours a day and you know your hands are hurting and I'd have clients asking where can I get a massage or where can I get whatever service I wasn't currently offering so it was kind of a you know if you build it they will come sort of thing mm -hmm. um, so I had a client actually who was a realtor and her family owns the Oka Palis area or whatever and so she got me into an old doctor's office so when I walked in I was like this is gonna be perfect for my location and um, at the time I was going to school for medical assistant and basically right when that ended um, at GCC, I, during that time and working, re renting my own place, working alone, I was setting up Island Skin Spa. So then I opened on October 1st of 2012. And um, in that time I had trained new employees and got everybody hired and got it all set up. So on the first day of opening, we were rocking and rolling with clients. That's amazing. Yeah. So when you first came and you were you were already kind of doing the aesthetician. Aesthetician, yeah. Uh, 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 Skincare, business. yeah. And um, you, they, they didn't allow that uh, reciprocity. They just didn't have maybe the knowledge of it or something sure. like that where it was, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe they would call it, say, grandfathering in or something like that. But if you are, for example, um, already licensed and trained in a different state in the States, you just test out with a standardized test and mm. show that you can do what you're doing or you've been licensed for a certain period of time. But here there was no option for that. So I wasn't able to work even though I'd been licensed already for like um, maybe 10 years already in Holy two different Toledo. states. Yeah. Wow. So you, this is something, this is a business that you've always been drawn to. This is something that you enjoy doing. Yeah, so um, actually I had no idea what I was getting into when I became an esthetician. Um, I was I graduated in high school and I went to a uh, community college in Florida and it was like, oh, you'll learn how to work with a doctor to do skincare. And I was going to go to school for um, pre-med for some beauty things, maybe plastic surgery or something like that. But um, turns out that wasn't really my uh, field in terms of going to school for 
ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So before I went to, I eventually did go to college, but before college I took the summer course and it was like, I didn't realize at the end I'd be a licensed esthetician. Mm -hmm. So then I just kept doing that job as an esthetician when I moved down to Miami to go to college and then um, just worked for different, you know, clinics, spas, day spas, small spas, Mm -hmm. mom and pop spas, all different types of places and picked up my skills and things I liked and things I saw. So that's what I transferred over into Island Skin Spa. Mm -hmm. Um, But pretty much just was picked up on the skills, enjoyed it, worked in it, feel like work. Um, I was able to pick up different things that are difficult, you know, trades in the profession itself and Mm -hmm. be able to teach other people how to do it, uh, which is what I do at Island Skin Spa now. Um, But pretty much just took an alternative path from the, you know, eight year college degree and Mm. was like, you know, making good money doing something I like. So why do I have to go get a four year degree, which is kind of was like this typical thing. And I think now trades are actually more of a common outlet now for jobs because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, you, what you know in your head and in your hands can't be taken away from you, but you know, computer jobs like we saw in in COVID, everyone can work from home. You don't need to do face-to-face, but my job is you have to come see that person. Even a doctor, you can go online and talk to them and get a prescription and go pick it up. But for what we do, you have to come physically and do it, which was difficult, you know, obviously during the whole COVID pandemic because it wasn't possible to work and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but it was interesting just to see the reflection of like how, um, some jobs could function not being in the office and my job, obviously you can't do that, but mm-hmm. we're able to do some innovative things during that time, like rebuild the website, bring in new services, um, just changing out all the ACs, getting everything clean, deep cleaning, mm-hmm. um, new menus, um, just kind of not taking it as a setback, but just like, what can I do in this period of time to not feel like I'm going to go crazy, you know, yeah. because your business is you know, your passion, your drive. And so when you feel that it, it kind of felt like stripped in a way mm-hmm. where you had really like no sense of purpose, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is what most people felt like, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So for me, I just focus that into um, kind of not rebranding, but how can I use this time as like a time to get things done because my business is open seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult to like plan anything really, because now we actually expanded to, um, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday, and we're open on Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 6. So, wow. yeah, so it was mm-hmm. a good time to actually just refocus. I contacted a lot of new product companies and um, people who offer different services and made up new protocols and new services. So um, as soon as we reopened, we were just fully booked. Fantastic. Yeah. So you actually came into Guam at the right time for you, right? You came in about 10 years ago. Right. Um, so I started Island Skin Spa 10 years ago, but mm-hmm. I was here for at least like six years before that. So for like the longest period of time. So um, after renting my own spot for like four years or three years, I, I'd have to look back at the at the calendar. But mm-hmm. Island Skin Spa is 10 years old um, in October. So um, for me, there I definitely did fill a niche before it was filled. Now um, the aesthetics industry, the beauty industry with like Instagram and TikTok and all that kind of stuff, people are all right. into, you know, all the new fads and everything, but definitely when I got into it, it was, you know, nobody was really doing, um, the type of services that I'm providing. Mm -hmm. So what makes Island Skin Spa different from your competitors? Right. Um, 
Well, I would just say that I try to do the consistency, the replication of services. So as a business owner, I don't say, okay, well, you're licensed, go ahead, do whatever you want. Um, my services are all broken down by protocols. So I train everybody by hand for how they're going to do things. And so when you come in to say, receive a wax or a facial or whatever, it's going to hopefully be close to the same experience you had last time. So I think the consistency mm -hmm. and then the quality, um, you know, I tell my employees, it's like when you walk in, it's going to be what you see, what you smell, what you feel, what you, what you sense. And so those things always mm -hmm. have to be the same. You know, I right. don't want to smell food when I walk in, mm -hmm. you know, the fountains have to be going, everything has to be like perfect. So I would say that like, ever since I opened, I just treat every day like it's opening day. Mm -hmm. And so I don't like sit back and go, you know, you're done now. Everything's perfect. Um, I just say, what can I do today and what can I get done and try to do as much as I can every day. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think that the employees like working there because, you know, they see my drive, they see the innovative stuff I'm doing. Um, the business first took off when I put it on Facebook when I was working by myself. And then that was like before Facebook was even like really before Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So right. yeah. um, the Facebook marketplace sort of thing or, um, mm -hmm. you know, ads and then that took it off there. Um, so now we do um, the WhatsApp line. So people are contacting us on WhatsApp through Instagram, through Facebook, through the telephone. We have our cell phone that people reach us on, the Google Business connection, the website, mm -hmm. all that kind so of stuff. So who manages all of that for you? I do. You do it yeah. all by yourself? Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's just like a kind of learning thing where it's like mm -hmm. you just try it out. And then because I think I learned it when it was more basic, right. I was able to kind of just like keep applying it. And then it's like, mm -hmm. you know, how do clients want to reach you? You know, not everybody wants to get on the telephone and talk to somebody. They want to be like, you know, send a message and say, oh, I'm curious about this service or, mm -hmm. you know, do you have this time available? So we do lots of going back and forth. Um, I recently just, uh, we're so busy that um, we've, you know, this pandemic and you take five days off work, take 10 days off work. It was really difficult to, you know, someone's dad gets sick or daughter gets sick or child gets sick or, you know, close contact. And then, you know, had to manage, you know, if your front desk person's out, then, you know, not where we work with humans. And I think a lot of people don't really realize anymore, like that. It's like, you know, you need a body to do the job. Right. right. And so, um, I was filling in one day and it was the telephone's ringing, the WhatsApp is going off, there's clients walking in, clients coming out. And I was like, this is too much work. Even I know how to do this job really well, but it's too much work for one person to get it done like 100% the way I want it. So um, we actually just created a second front desk in the spa. So when you walk in, if you're checking in, you can go here, checking out, going there. Somebody can pick mm -hmm. up the cell phone or the telephone or mm -hmm. get to messages because I don't like things to be like left undone. Sure. Um, so we just mm -hmm. did that. And so we have three shifts working with front desk every day. So one person comes in an hour before we open, eight to two, and then 10 to four, and then two to eight. So the responsibilities are divided up. And so in case somebody gets sick, Hopefully with those other two people, somebody can help cover, you know, so we can kind of not just rely on one person who's working, you know, the morning shift and PM shift. So there's more flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, so we just did that. So I think that's going to be, that's just something I did like last week. So, mm -hmm. um, wow. yeah, that's a new thing that we're doing. You know, um, there's a saying that if your small business survives the first two years of business, then you will probably have staying power. When you first launched your business, how were those first two years and what was your main challenge or challenges? Right. 
Um, you know, honestly, it started off really smoothly. Um, you know, I was thinking that the hardest thing I think on Guam is just the, you know, everything's still a little bit old school in terms of like, you can't do things online, you have to go do it in person, you know, especially now with the pandemic, you have to wait in person or, um, you know, the hours eight to two or nine to 12 at one stop or things like that. So it's not really like conducive for making things function especially like quickly um which is important when you're trying to stay on timelines and things like that but my business did well when we first opened um and it's always a learning curve you know you have to take reflection on yourself and how you respond to situations um so maybe the way that you you know could have handled a situation differently whether it's with an employee or a customer or the way so it's always I look back and just it's been an evolution of the way that we've been doing things so I would just say just now I try to not just react to a situation but try to you know um, not that I do react but just try to think about what is going to be the best solution from say any problems so just trying to find the solutions and problems rather than dead ends and thinking oh well now I can't do this or this was a failure or you know I didn't do that right it's like well how can I use this as an opportunity rather than a setback right right so do you um in your business do you have partners or do you is this your uh, are you a uh, uh, a solo right. a business owner. So it is a corporation, but I'm 100% owner of it. So mm. it was my creation. So nobody owns any part of it. So I don't have any partners. Um, but I recently did partner up with the International Sports Center. So I actually just opened an office in there, um, which is going to be called Island Body Spa. So we're going to be doing like on-site, on-location for events. So um, basically you're hiring Island Skin Spas Massage Therapist to come to your home or bachelorette party or baby shower or wedding, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We're also doing spray tan services. So just kind of, um, because like I said, my business at Island Skin Spa is a thousand square feet. So I don't have an office in there. So when I want to go and do something, um, it's really difficult to get things done. So I have a 500 square foot facility over there now that I just redid. So it's like my little, um, extension over there. And so we're doing actually this month, um, with a membership over there, you get a $25 gift certificate to Island Skin Spa. So just cross promotion. I have our menus in there. So, um, even though we're really busy, you'd be amazed. Um, and Guam is so small, like you meet people that you've never seen before. And I'll mm-hmm. say, yeah, I own the spa behind Palace, Island Skin Spa. And they're like, I've never heard of that. And, you know, and then, yeah, so it just amazes you how mm-hmm. many more clients are out there. So kind of mm-hmm. outreaching in those ways to bring in more clients. So, um, doing that, has definitely it, well that just started actually on Saturday so mm-hmm. our soft opening was on Saturday for that so well congratulations that's fantastic how does um you know you you run a 24/7 basically business right you're a solopreneur um how do you recharge how do you keep Right. Uh, motivated and how right. do you you know yeah I would just say it's one of those things where I think if you're a business owner and you really care about your business it's like a natural thing um, I was explaining to somebody where it's like you know I might let the dishes sit in my sink for a day but when it comes down to like getting something done I get it done when it comes to business where it's just kind of something that has to get done for the business is a say living entity and so in order to keep it going you have to feed it every day so mm-hmm. I just try to give back into it as much as I can mm-hmm. um, for myself um, my husband is a stay-at-home dad. He's an amazing chef. He's really supportive. Um, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old, so, you know, I come home, dinner's made. I gave birth right before COVID, so he just got out of the Air Force. So I'd come home, and, you know, the house is clean, dinner's made, 
Madison's happy. Um, yeah. So that helps me. Fantastic. And yeah, so he's really supportive, and mm-hmm. it's a good, uh, you know, he always will listen to me, bounce mm-hmm. ideas off of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely having people on your team who support you, even when you repeat yourself a million times about the same <laughs> issues, because every day you wake up and it's so-and-so has to call out, or the AC's dripping, or, yes. you know, the you know, mag light just blew up, you know, just anything can happen. Exactly. Yeah. So just being like, okay, well, not taking it as a stressful thing and just trying to be like, this is reality. This is, you know, what you have to deal with to own a business. That's right. That's right. Um, There's so many challenges in running a business that many people don't even realize, right? So, you know, you've run your business successfully for over 10 years now, right? so how does Island Skin Spa contribute back to the community that supports your local business? Right. Um, I think that for me, you know, first and foremost, having employees. So I currently have, I think there's 18 of us. I'm not sure if that's including me. I have to go back and count. <laughs> but um, it's pretty intense when you're, you know, supporting not only that person, but their families as well. So um, for, you know, of course, being a part of the chamber and donating to different events when I can, or Mm -hmm. um, we supported Gain and their little, their their giveaways that they do and um, try to donate old towels and stuff to like, you know, the, um, you know, further kennels and things like that. And just ways that I can give back things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've sent actually three of my employees currently work for me to Mary AC on like a contract. So, pay for their schooling and then they work for me. Um, So doing things Uh like that where kind of investing and trusting before it even is given back to you. So just kind of having faith in that. Um, During the COVID shutdown, one of the things that I think made us um, successful and I had employee retention was um, I did uh, like pre-sales. So I would come up with like sales where it would be $180. So it was already, let's say like 25% discount. But I went and I gave all of that money to my employees every two weeks until they eventually got assistance from the government because already with the family dynamic here in Guam is we all live together, you have a large family living together. So if there's one person normally or two who make money and that money's gone, then, you know, that was on my shoulders. So I just didn't feel right about, you know, just being like, well, you know, I don't know when you're going to come back to work. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and giving them this, that, you know, they eventually worked back as say a loan payment or whatever, um, taking like $50 off each paycheck once they started working again. But just knowing that, um, you know, I was doing what I could to help you know, before I would know, would this employee stay or would mm-hmm. they not stay? And that's yeah. just something that you say, quote unquote, eat leader if you have to. Mm-hmm. But um, just things like that where just trying to, I would say, you know, doing donations that I can mm-hmm. and then just giving back to my employees as much as I can so they can take care of their families would be the biggest thing. That's right. That's exactly right. And I think that, you know, again, um, when you when you run a business, um small, medium, or large, there is just so much that goes into it, right? You, you've got the management side, you've got the employee side, you've got HR, you've got maintenance, right? Operations. There's just so much that's involved. Plus, you support your community that supports you, right? So that's fantastic. So what does your chamber membership, uh, how does it, your chamber membership benefit your company? I think it gives your business legitimacy, you know, in terms of being a part of something that um, not only supports you, but the community as well. But, you know, there's issues that we face as business owners that sometimes aren't heard or, you know, are pushed aside. And so for me, I feel like it's a good way to kind of move the business in the direction that we want it to go rather than having no control over 
what's going to eventually happen to, you know, your life mm-hmm. or your, you know, your passion. So it, it kind of keeps you in the loop of, you know, different bills that are going on, things that you can maybe right. be a little bit more active mm-hmm. in those things. Good, good. So what would you, um, what would, if somebody was going to open up their own business, right, what advice would you give them? Right. Um, I th- I've always said that, um, you know, people say I want to open a business or I want to be an entrepreneur. And I say, okay, well, what is something that you do that you do better or different or more special than somebody else? And first you have to be able to answer that question and then say, okay, for example, if it's a clothing line, well, this is a clothing line that's for dogs, but not only dogs, but dogs with only two legs or something like that. So mm-hmm. you have to have a niche and something that you're passionate about. Um, and then, you know, you just have to jump, you just have to go for it. So, um, for example, with um, the new partnership with International Sports Center, was I in my head ready? Was I emotionally ready? Was I physically ready? No, but you just, you can't hold back and say tomorrow is going to be the day I do it. You just kind of, if it is, you just have to go because it's never going to be perfect to start off with. Um, the mm-hmm. wheel wasn't first the wheel, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or whatever. Exactly. So it's, exactly. you know, you just yeah. have to stand on the ledge and jump. So mm-hmm. if you feel passionate about what you're doing, if you are financially stable to do it, um, finding the business location is important. If it's going to be a storefront, that's a, a, one of the hard things here on Guam. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was here, I actually looked for a location to start a second you know, spa because we we're busy enough where I could hire more people. But I've looked at some locations and they're either you know not adequate or I'd have to spend a bunch to renovate or clean or bring back into good repair. Right. So finding um, the location first would be important. So mm-hmm. knowing where you want to be. Um, Tumon used to be like the hot spot and I'm in um, Tamuning and I've, I'm comfortable with my location. It's great. Um, Oka Palace is there. There's mm-hmm. a Patisserie Paris Co. moved in. Yeah, my, you've got a great yeah, spot. My lawyer's really? right at the end. You can go to the dollar <laughs> store on the other side. Fantastic. The Korean store. Yeah. Coffee when you need it. Yeah. Um, so and then when um, when Tumon basically didn't have the foot traffic that it used to have, people weren't really going through Tumon. You drive through it, you know, before tourists just started coming back, which is nice to see. But mm-hmm. um, you would go through Tumon, and people aren't driving through Tumon anymore. So to get them to come to your business would maybe mm-hmm. be more difficult. But mm-hmm. when people are still going to the grocery store and still going and picking up, you know, whatever they get at that shopping center, it's. It, it was easy. So I feel like the choice, you know, you kind of have to go with your gut as well. So sometimes people who are going to support you aren't going to support you and you have to just support yourself mm-hmm. um, in every way exactly. because sometimes people who want what's best for you will actually transfer their what's best for you in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Well, aren't you scared? Are you ready? Right. Is this a good spot? Have you looked here instead? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just kind of have to put categorize that and just kind of push it aside and just, mm-hmm you know, believe in yourself first. Sure. Kind of own that, right? Own right. that belief, own your power and, yeah. you know, just kind of uh, jump right in, right? Yep. I think you've done a fantastic job. So <laughs> Thank you. what, what's next on the right. horizon? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I say I'll, I always do what I say I'll never do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, people have asked me, oh, do you want to expand? And it's not whatever. And I have always said, no, you know, more this is more problems, you know, more employees, more lives, more things that you have to support. But I do feel like when it comes to this, I can, you know, stay on top. Everybody has their days that are, you know, you're more tired than others. But um, mm-hmm. I think that Island Skin Spa is definitely ready to expand more. Um, maybe in the future, I could move into like one of the hotels once things start getting yeah. up and going. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, we've never really been a tourist driven, um, business. It's mm-hmm. been, we're pretty much local military, um, 
clientele. But we do get those, you know, people who are t traveling in. We, you know, they'll contact us. I'm coming in on a flight. Can I get X, Y, and Z in the morning or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then, so maybe being having a location in Tumon in a hotel that'd be kind of neat. But mm -hmm. that boils down to having the availability in the space. Um, but for right now, um, like I, I said, I have a two and a half year old. So trying to focus on my family too because sure. she was born right before COVID, and then you know. I've just been working nonstop since then. I'm always finding things to work on. So mm -hmm. coming back um, to like what I've, the improvements I've done on the business so far, just thinking of, well, what can I do to, I have a thousand square feet um, where my employees before were like, oh, are we going to expand? And I was like, surprise guys, we're going to expand. Oh, yay. We used to be closed on Sunday. Well, now we're going to be open on Sunday because that's expanding. If yes. I already have rent that I'm paying, yes. and you are closed on a day, yeah. If you expand, who's gonna who's gonna help cover that shift over there? You know, mm -hmm. so kind of um, keeping your employees in the loop in terms of what's going to be um, successful for them and for the business. Um, mm -hmm. Expanding the hours, um, expanding the services. So just doing what I can in the business to offer as much as I can is what I'm trying to do now. Mm -hmm. um, and then finding ways to outreach more in terms of just the visibility of the company. I'm trying to fill those niches of um, right now, I'm pretty sure there's places that do, you know, on site, but it might be one person who comes to you to do a service. But, you know, coming in with, you know, nice linens and essential oils and, you know, therapists dressed in, you know, appropriate attire and providing a spa experience in your home for your event or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you're having a bachelorette party or baby shower, like you right. set up the massage tables, you know, and then we come in and provide the service for you. So just kind of feeling, how can I provide more services to Guam in, in terms of what I think they would want? Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I think I would probably hire <laughs> you to do something like that. <laughs> Tonight, <laughs> sold. There you go. Well, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And thank you, Chelsea. Yeah, you, this is fantastic. I've learned so much about awesome. Island Skin Spa and you. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Um, we encourage our residents to support our small businesses like Island Skin Spa, who make a huge difference in our community. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in and listening to today's show. We encourage you to drop us a note. To share your comments on this episode or visit our website or social media platforms, we'd really appreciate your feedback. We look forward to having you back on the Chamber Member Spotlight again soon. If you haven't already heard it, we also have another podcast called The Chamber Biz Box, which features issues and challenges that face our business community. It's currently available on YouTube and Spotify, so give it a listen. This is your host, Catherine Castro. Until next time, take good care and make it a great day, Guam.